and welcome back to What's in the Box, the Doctor Who podcast that invites you to talk about your favourite or recommended things from the universe, from the worlds of Doctor Who or the Hooniverse as it's now known as. My name's Jim and I'll be your host once again as we delve into the things that make Doctor Who for you. I'm back with Mr Dan Pinn for his second episode. Uh, in the first episode we discussed Ghost Light, we also discussed The Good Soldier and the audio story Paradise of Death. How are you doing, Dan? Are you still enjoying yourself? I, I'm loving it. Thank you for Brilliant. having me. <laughs> Fantastic. You, you're welcome back at any point if you want to come back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go into um, your next set of topics now. So I felt it was a good idea to, as we started the first part with your favourite classic story or one of your favourites, I, I still keep saying one of your favourites because... Mm. People are allowed to have multiple favourites. Yep, I'm not being as strict as it on it as I as I initially was going to be. Um, also, also, I think as Doctor Who fans, our favourites change every every week. It's it, oh it's yeah, what we last watch. It's, it's like a football league table, isn't it? Really, that's yeah. any one point in the year there could be different stories in my top ten. So yeah. there's no point in in ever saying this is my ultimate favourite, I suppose. But I thought we could start part two with uh, discussing uh, one of your favourite new Who stories. I've I've gone quite early in the uh, the return of. Doctor Who, and this is from uh, Christopher Eccleston's one and only season, and it's uh, Father's Day by Paul Cornell. I, I guess a bit like my feelings towards Ghostlight, I think it, my my feelings with this have kind of changed, but they've always been this is really 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 good. Whereas with with Ghostlight, it kind of um, kind of got lost in the you know, and then it's it's kind of risen to the top. Whereas whereas with this one. I would think I'd probably go as far to say is that it's probably my favourite Christopher Eccleston one, to be honest with you. Really? I, will, I will I will pull that out of the hat. Mm. Yeah, but but it, it's one that's kind of my perspective of it's kind of changed over the 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 sort of time since I first watched it, purely because life changes. I've I've changed. I've had circumstances that have gone on um, <laughs> that that we will talk about in a minute mm-hmm. that that have kind of meant that that I think it meant one thing to me when I first watched it and around, you know, and then as time's gone on, it, it kind of means a different thing to me. So I think this, this is going to be very, uh, almost like therapy in a way. Oh. <laughs> it's going to go deep. You, you're welcome to, you're welcome to lie down on my couch and talk to Dr. Jim. Okay. You're going to take notes. I, I, I might not have any answers for you, but uh, feel free to open up your heart. Yeah, will do, will do. <laughs> <laughs> so Father's Day, it's uh, it's one of those early episodes in the Russell T. Davis era. It's mm. um, in the middle of the, the Christopher Eccleston series. It's also one of one of my favourites from that series as well. Uh, I had a I had a in it quite an emotional reaction to the to the episode when I first saw it and I won't go into too much detail on on this because this is this is your this is about you and your podcast this is your podcast really um but I was uh it, it was uh, coming after not long after the Dalek episode I was in tears at the end of the Dalek episode and by the end of this one I was also in tears and my thoughts at the time were is this what Doctor Who's going to do to me every week now is it going to make me cry well, yeah, mine was a sim similar to that. I think this was the first time that I mean, th- there have always been times when you get like a, a an emotional hit with with Doctor Who, 
Um, I think with the classic series, it's mainly nostalgia, I suppose, when you when you get to your mid forties. But with 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 this, this was the first time I'd watched Doctor Who, and yeah, I I I, I was in tears at the end of it. Um, it just it just kind of you know had that that emotional punch that really really tugged on my heartstrings, mm-hmm. and I think the reason for that is. Um, the year before I had just become a, a father my, my son was born mm. and so there were obviously you know the, the whole point of this is that Rose kind of connects to the dad that she never got a chance to to get to know but but I think it's also you know that that kind of the way that that Pete you know he sacrifices himself for for Rose well for the entire world really mm. but his his focus is entirely on Rose, and and I think uh, me as a new new dad. I mean, you're you're a dad yourself. Mm-hmm. It your perspective on life totally changes, kind of thing. That you're no longer looking out for number one, no longer just looking out for you, for your wife or whatever. Mm. But that that child is is the number one reason for why you do the things that you do. You know, mm. kind of thing. Um, and I think because of that, it, it really yeah really really hit home kind of thing and i i, I also I, I think i i i don't know if it's, it's true of yourself but but for me i think i get more soppy the older that i get the more soppy i get <laughs> yeah i would um, have to agree with that i would i definitely i was i was a lot more so i would say emotionless because that's that's not true but i was i was certainly i didn't used to break down so easily at at things you know whether yeah. that's tv books or or whatever i mm. i used to be quite a i i i, I wasn't as emotional back then yeah. as i am as i am these days and i do think there is yeah i do think you know be, becoming a father does does mm. change you it does you're suddenly thinking about things that you haven't thought about before and yeah you know and you're yeah, yeah again like you say you, you you're not looking after you're not looking out for number one it was every night I would be going in and checking on him and making sure he's there and he's okay. And he's still, you know, he's still breathing, you know, and you would be any little sound you're, you're, you're awake, you know, and you start seeing, you start seeing other parents with, with their kids and you, you know, you worry about, you watch anything on TV. I can't watch anything on TV that involves a child being injured or, or hurt or, or dying even. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the same because, because it feels too, uh, too real mm. you know kind of thing um, there was a there was a there was a, um, a ghost series on bbc one i think about oh, i think it was a few years ago i think it had been out for a few years but i only saw it maybe a couple of years ago and um it was a i don't, I don't know if it was called the ghosts of crickley hall maybe or the ghosts of, uh, but it was it was about a uh, a woman who lost her her son and um i just remember her watching him playing in in a playground and and he just looks at her and says um i love you mummy and then he's gone and they 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 lost him and they thought i think he fell into a canal or died or drowned or something Mm -hmm. and i just remember i would see i would see jacob playing on you know in playgrounds and stuff like that and and i would think of things like that and so i i couldn't i can't watch anything like that anymore you know Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's tough, and because uh, uh, I think it is that, that that sort of perspective switch, isn't it? Kind mm. of thing. because because I think even even when it's just you and your wife, although you try not to be, you can still be 
a little bit selfish and a little bit me first, can't you kind of thing? Mm, yeah. Um, whereas with a child, it's on that unconditional kind of no, they're 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 the the main focal point, mm. and I, and I think um, yeah, you know, so yeah, I I just love that part of the story where it it, it kind of shifts, doesn't it? Because initially you've got Jackie kind of saying, you know, uh, to to little Rose that you know your father was this wonderful man and all this sort of stuff. Mm. And then the doctor takes Rose back in time and, and she kind of goes, Oh, that picture my mum painted wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, a hundred percent accurate. Mm. And then she, she sees like, you know, the relationship with her mum and dad, that's quite, you know, they're at each other and, and, touch and go whether they remain together I suppose at, at various points through it the way that they're they're talking because I think it was doesn't didn't Jackie say something like there'll be a wedding and a divorce on the same day yeah yeah through. <laughs> you know so, so it's a very tempestuous kind of relationship for various reasons and then you, you know as Pete is really astute at kind of putting the pieces together you can see him in the background listening in on conversations the doctor and rose are having he, he you can see he, the cogs are turning and he's he's putting it all together that he wasn't part of rose's life that he obviously died at some yeah. point you know he wasn't there for her to read those bedtime stories he wasn't there to take her out on those picnics every weekend mm-hmm. but before he goes, he has that really nice moment with 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 Jackie, doesn't he? Kind of thing where she, you know, I need to do this, you know, kind of thing, and they they kiss and hug and all that sort of stuff. But then yeah. he goes and sacrifices himself, you know, the ultimate sacrifice, and lays down his life so that that his daughter and his wife can can live. And and I think that's just a it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful story, you know, mm. kind of thing. I think that, and then. I think also, so so I mentioned how, you know, that was how I initially see it. And I still see that now, but in the intervening years, I I lost my dad not long after that episode was was transmitted on TV. And then I lost my mum in 2013. And I totally get Rose doing what she she did just to have one more day with 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 my mom or with my dad or with both of them yeah I, I would give anything for that and and mm. I you know and, and I, I can I can see myself doing exactly what Rose Rose did in that kind of thing so it's so it's it's got a a different or an additional emotional tug now you know yeah. kind of thing and I think you know and I just think um it's a really beautiful story that Paul Cornell's uh, wrote there and although the, the the earth is at stake kind of thing it, it's just focusing on the little people isn't it because mm. even when you've got um the 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 couple that are getting married I forget what they're called Stuart and Sarah yeah you know kind of thing they were sort of saying we know we're not important and the doctor goes who told you that you know kind of mm. thing it's, it's focusing on individuals you know kind of thing and yeah and I, I love that you know kind of thing that it's not about just saving the world it's about saving everyday ordinary people living their ordinary lives and yeah I just I just think Paul Cornell you know absolutely absolutely nails it and and um I think it's a it's a crying shame that he only did one more story after this for for TV Doctor Who I don't I don't I I, I mean I'm not sure 
I, I know, I guess his career, he's more of a, a novelist than he is a, you know, writer of, of, of screenplays or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's just a shame that we only got this one and, uh, you know, Human human Nature and Family of Blood, you know. Yeah, it is. Because, um, again, that's another one that gives you a, a, a massive emotional kick in the guts, you know, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. It's, and, I do, yeah, I just, just think it's brilliant. Do you think do you think that having those experiences have have changed the way that you view the story? Because I know that there are some people out there who and and everybody's entitled to their own opinion, obviously. Um, but there are people out there who 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 don't like the story um, and they don't they don't see the emotional connection to it. And I'm wondering if you connect with it on different people connect with it on different levels depending on what they've experienced yeah for sure um i i mean that, that that's the thing when uh, like i say I, w- I was a new father at that point if perhaps george had been born a couple years after that maybe it would have been another one of those ghost-like moments where it, it kind of got lost between dalek and um uh, the empty child you know kind of thing mm. Yeah, whereas I think definitely I I connect with this story on an emotional level, and I think that's why I I love it so much. You know, kind of thing. I, I think you know, I mean that's, I mean you said it yourself. You know, at the end of Dalek, you you had that emotional um, reaction to it. Mm. We we were at that point we weren't used to to Doctor Who having that emotional effect on us. You know, no. we, you know, kind of thing. It's as much as we <laughs> we loved the program. You know, since we were little. Yeah, Russell T. Davis just kind of just put the emotion, you know, at the heart of it at the, at the very forefront. And yeah, and I think I've, I've, I, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit it, but I've, I've lost count of the amount of times Doctor Who has has made me cry since since it returned in, you know, mm-hmm. RTD. Whether that's yeah. you know Moffat and and Chivers, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a, a, a gear change from not crying at Doctor Who at all to suddenly crying at Doctor Who, crying at a bloody Dalek, for God's sake, you know. <laughs> the end of Dalek is heartbreaking. And uh, I'd pr- probably become a little bit, because I've watched it so much over over the years, I've become a little bit maybe desensitised to it now, um, the, the, the end of Dalek. But it still does pack an emotional punch at the end of that. And again with uh with father's day and in the uh the parting of the ways as well yeah. you know i was in bits at the end of that story it felt like i've been on this huge emotional roller coaster and mm. i just I, I can't even describe the feelings that were going on at that time you know and it's something that we'd never experienced in doctor who before no and and i think with that parting of the ways yeah again it's it's sort of like you just weren't ready to say goodbye i suppose really kind of thing was mm. was part of the you know the reason behind that but yeah it, it you know it's that's it's it's just it's incredible how it's the same show but it's got so much more added to it kind of thing and, and, and i i feel kind of sad for i know there are there are quite a lot of fans maybe a bit older than us that kind of haven't really taken to the new series and and you kind of like oh you know i feel i feel kind of sorry for them kind of thing that they they you know oh it's not as good as the old stuff and all that sort of stuff i mean it's never going to be the same because no. we, we were looking at something through the, the eyes of a child weren't we back back then yeah and and tv the way tv is written the way it's made that, that's all changed as well but but it it 
yeah that i mean that was the thing that that first series with with christopher eccleston it just got better and better as it went on didn't it mm. kind of thing. I, I remember um I remember watching the Jonathan Ross show and Christopher Eccleston was on it possibly possibly the weekend before Rose was first transmitted. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Christopher Eccleston said himself, we get better as as the series goes along. And I think that's that's certainly true. I mean, it was it, yeah. to be honest, it, it, it was brilliant at the beginning, but but mm. um, from Dalek onwards. I mean, it's, it's got a confidence about it, hasn't yeah. it? I think from 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 Dalek all the way through to you know, and even even the long game, which is you know, it's not everybody's favourite story. You know, it's it, it's there, and it's a kind of a prologue, really, for the setting the final up the two. finale, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's yeah, Dalek onwards, definitely, it's it, it finds its feet, and it's it's firing off on all cylinders at that point. Uh, by the end of it, at least, and again, you can, you can feel the 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 effects of the like we've mentioned in the first part. You can feel the effects of the the McCoy era as well. You know, it wouldn't have taken too much of tweak too much of a tweak of the McCoy era, at least that you know the last the season twenty six. It wouldn't have taken too much of a tweak to have injected a bit of that emotion into into the McCoy era. They the kind of did it a bit with Ace and the Mum in the Curse of Fenric, but it was done in a in a Doctor Who style way, you know, it was a, a classic series way. It wasn't, I can imagine if it was written now, it'd be, there'd be a bit more of an emotional impact on that. Um, I think that the bit that made, and it's totally going away from Father's Day at the moment, but the, the, the bit that made me cry and connected it into uh, The Curse of Fenric was the uh, Tales from the TARDIS that they did yes. on the iPlayer, that, where that she's, was... yeah, where she talks about going, going and visiting uh, Kathleen Dudman, uh, her her nan, um, before she died in the in the old people's home, and it's like, yeah, if you'd have put that into the into the Curse of Fenric, you would have had your emotional level there. And uh, yeah, and, and even I mean, because because again, that was a, that was another moment of Doctor Who that 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 made me tear up. But but yeah, there was there was that bit, and then um, I think it, they follow on with like. Ace tells the doctor that she she loves him. He he was like the father she never had. And again, sort of like man, yeah. And and, and you know that those are those characters that we grew up with back in the end of the eighties, kind of thing. But with that, you know, knew who kind of emotional um, heart at the at the center of it. You know, yeah. And it's yeah, you know, and and, and again, like you say, it's just just a little tweak. And, and there we are. We've got old doctors, old companions yeah. in 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 New Who. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, give, giving us the same <laughs> emotional punch. <laughs> oh, so some of those some of those tales from the TARDIS, though. They, uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> oh, I, I, I watched them during a particularly tough week for me mentally, and um, yeah, it was. Uh, I was crying. I was crying. Yeah, no, I wasn't. You well. know, uh, but yeah. Well, so yeah, back to Father's Day because a lot of been a lot's been discussed about it being irresponsible of the Doctor to take Rose back to 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 that point. Do you think it is irresponsible, or is this just be the Doctor? It's just is this just the Doctor being an alien, a Time Lord who doesn't quite understand? Well, yeah, because because I I, I kind of made some notes about this because you know full well if this had been like. Pertway, he would have been talking about the the Blinovich limitation effect and all that sort of stuff, which is why I can't take you back. Yeah, but but you get the feeling that the Doctor may not 
think it's a good idea. You know, in in Christopher Eccleston's performance, you can see behind his eyes that there there's a this this could go wrong. Mm. But it's he's doing it because he wants he wants his friend to be happy. You know, because because uh, I think he, he doesn't he say something like. Um, when when Rose is initially asking him whether they could go back to to kind of see see her dad, and he's going, oh, you know, where did this come from, and, and all this sort of stuff. But he, he um, he, doesn't he say, I'm just I'm 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 just more worried about you. Mm. So so I think maybe it was irresponsible, but it, it was out of the desire to to make his best friend at that point happy. Yeah, uh, to give her. Uh, you know, you, you know, a window into the her her dad's life. I suppose that she never never got the opportunity to have. And and I suppose as well, he at mm. this at this point he thinks he can trust her as well, which is again why he's so upset about what yeah. she does. Because you know, at that point, you, they, they're both they both should be able to trust each other, and she lets him down. Yeah, because because there's that that bit when they um initially go back to to Pete and Jackie's flat and he he's getting ready for the for the wedding mm. and um Rose is just wittering on about stuff because yeah there's the doctor absolute he's not saying anything but he is absolutely seething yeah. with anger and she she's just like this nervous verbal diarrhea about her dad you know kind yeah. of and until event you know she eventually confronts the issue head on that the, uh. the the doctor's not happy, you know. That's a fantastic yeah. performance as well from him in that scene. Just, just, just being silent. Yeah, you know, he's so. You feel it. You, you can feel the tension there. That the anger coming from him. To be honest, I, I think this is another one of those episodes where it really showcases all of the various strengths of that actor as as the doctor. You know, mm. kind of thing because. You you know he, he, he initially he's you know he's got the, that element of concern that he, you know and and wanting to 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 please Rose, you know you, you've got that that in, that righteous anger you know kind of thing. You've you've even got like there are moments of comedy as well, you know, in it as and and that that he kind of produces. And then you've got the the hope and the heroism as well. When when uh, you know when he's talking to like Stuart and Sarah, and he goes, "Yes, mm. I will try and save you." Mm. And then the joy when you know when he finds the TARDIS key and and he's able to soup it up with the battery, and he's got a plan. You know that this is going to work. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, it, it, it shows the whole you know spectrum of of Christopher Eccleston as the Doctor in in a microcosm in a way. Mm. I think that's that's really enjoyable, and that was one of the first notes that I quite early on in 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 that I made about it was that Christopher Eccleston is brilliant. I wish we had had one more season with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as much yeah. as I love David Tennant, but yeah, it would have been nice to have got a second Christopher Eccleston one. It would it would have been fascinating to have seen him in uh, stories like the um, the Impossible Planet, the Satan Pit, and uh, you know Tooth and Claw School Reunion with Sarah mm. Jane you know yeah. I think he could have it's a shame that we didn't we didn't get to see another season of him a uh, series of him and uh, I remember when he left at the time I was devastated I was like no what's going on we just got this back and now it's you know it's at risk of going again you and know, I don't know about you but I was like David who yeah 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 it's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I hadn't seen David in um well actually 
the first thing I saw him in before he was in Doctor Who was um, a series on ITV called, I think it was like a two-part series called, I think it was called Secret Smile. Um, and it was about a, a guy, um, a very creepy guy. He played this uh, a boyfriend of this woman and he, he manipulated women. And um, but he was very suave and he was very uh, he wormed his way into people's lives and people would be like, you, this this guy, no, he can't be. He can't be a creep. He can't be, you know, you, you're insane. And, you know, so it, 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 so I remember watching at the time thinking, oh, is he going to play the doctor like this? You know, yeah. but um, yeah, Eccleston, I've, I've listened to a, a couple of box sets from Big Finish of, of his mm. doctor. I really wish they would give him something meatier than what they are giving him. I think he's great. It's great that he's back. I'm so pleased that he came back to the role. But it's almost like we've got a a cheap clone of him in a way. Yeah, it's Christopher Eccleston light, isn't it? It's it not, is. not quite the performance he was giving on the TV for whatever reason. No, and I've heard he, it's it's because he didn't want to go over that kind of ground again, and he wanted to have a a bit more of a a light kind of feeling to his Doctor, but. At the same time, I just think you can you don't have to go into the angst of the time war. You can do deeper stories and you can give him an arc. But again, do we want an arc in, in his big finish stuff? Because it's very it feels very complete, his his series, you know. <laughs> yeah, I I mean that I think that that's the thing. I think they they probably made a mistake by not approaching it as saying this is a t- an alternative dimension version of Mm. doctor or something like that because uh, going back to what we we were saying in 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 the previous half of this uh of, of this podcast paradise of death doesn't fit in the in the you know the the established timeline yeah. and again these these big finished ones don't because the the way that rose starts it feels pretty obvious that it's very early in the ninth doctor's life you know mm. kind of thing um yeah you know, because he's, he's there looking at his ears and, and doing all that sort of stuff. Mm. And and I think the, the nature of the way that his relationship with Rose kind of repairs the damage that the time war did did to him as well as as, as time goes on. And, and like you say, it's it's a very complete journey and it doesn't feel like there's any gaps where you can no. fit all of these um, 101 box sets in. You, you hear people say, "Oh, well, there's that, there's that bit in 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 Rose where he he leaves her in in the alleyway with Mickey, and then he comes back for her again. We can just slot them all in at that point." And it's like, no, mm. no, because no, I never, I I was never. It's like with the um uh the Eighth Doctor audios. People used to say, "Oh, you can slot them in between." this eighth doctor book and that eighth doctor book uh and it's like no you can't let's just work out let's just accept this is a different continuity let's you know let's not cram things in fine if big finish are doing it with previous doctors or if you've got like the open-ended nature of the sixth doctor's era or the the seventh doctor's era that's fine um but when you get in massive arcs the massive eighth doctor arcs you can't shove it in the middle of a in the middle of two books it's not it's 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 not right. So and I and I think I think you're right that they should have with the Eccleston stuff they should have gone down the route of it being a, a an alternate um, reality. I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, I don't you know, know and even like I, I mean I don't, I don't know if I'm I'm reading this right, but but even like you know when it feels like when a when a doctor regenerates they kind of go on beyond. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, you know, kind of from those 
you know the, the free you know the free doctors and the five doctors it kind of felt like we were seeing a post regeneration version of that doctor if you know what i mean yeah well it's there was an interesting i mean i haven't listened to this audio for 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 years and years but i remember there was be uh, there was a scene in um i think it was excellus dawns where the doctor is talking to iris uh the fifth doctor talking to iris and he says something along the lines of uh, uh, he says, "Oh, I'd met some of my previous incarnations a few a little while ago, referencing the Five Doctors, and they felt like they had gone on, they had grown older, and they'd gone on aging past their time." And I, I can't remember in what context he's talking about this and why he's he, he's led him to talk about this, but I remember listening to it at the time, thinking, "Yeah, that's yeah, I like that idea that they yeah. that they continue that they continue on." don't know how you know no, again how that would work but <laughs> no that, i mean that, that that's kind of how i've got it in my my head canon you know kind of thing that they 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 go on and they they live mm. uh, you know more adventures and uh, you know split off <laughs> no no i i i like the idea i really do like that idea yeah so that it's never it's never sit, sat with me with them sh- shoehorning stories into into in, in the middle of things you know so best just to again continuity issues again isn't yeah, it? just, yeah, just yeah. let it just let it be it doesn't there doesn't have to be an explanation to it so yeah father's day um do you think they should have brought pete back i know obviously it's a different pete it's an alternate pete but personally i like it because uh, i i like a happy ending i think yeah 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 um, and it and it feels like uh, i mean I, I i suppose none of us can can really be sure but it but it it feels like that may have been a, a planned path that uh, Russell T Davis had, had kind of had mapped out when he when he when he first started that because because that seems to be yeah he seems to like to fix families doesn't he put, mm. put back together again kind of thing but um yeah so so for me I I I'm really on board with that I I kind of I really like that yeah the 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 course of of rose's journey with the doctor kind of has put her family back back together uh not not just for her getting a dad but also for jackie getting pete back again you know kind of mm. thing you know then they've got they've got mickey with them and and and, and all that sort of stuff so I, I guess the romantic in me i, li- I like that idea i like mm. that, that kind of storyline i i know there are others that probably wouldn't agree with that that they they feel that's a bit sort of you know sickly a bit sweet but but for me i i kind of like that yeah i mean it doesn't it doesn't erase what happened in father's day at all and it's not he's not a direct replacement either and i think he's you know it's it's made quite clear that he's not you know this is not her pete or her her dad coming back but you know it's not a 2.4 children situation here where it's uh you know, you you know, two kids and and two parents, and you know, it's it's what Russell does best, I think, with putting putting things together and uh, you know, placing placing these people together that probably wouldn't have been together, you know. So it's she she doesn't get it's not a direct replacement. It doesn't erase anything that's happened, but it's uh, it gives her a, a some kind of semblance of a family, I think. But it's it's funny again looking looking back in hindsight, you kind of see that there are hints in in age of steel because you've got mickey staying behind so that he can be with uh, his grand that he mm. he had lost in in our uh universe you know kind of thing so yeah. it's kind of like you know it's almost like that's a little 
uh, forerunner of, of what, what what panned out for for Rose as well, you know, kind of thing that the the missing elements from her life were made complete by by the the other the other dimension, you know. Mm. Kind of. I I still think Jackie should have stayed with Elton though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I Probably love that. Better, than, better than a paving slab, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Father's Day is fantastic. I love it. It's a little kind of little bottle episode. I like the setting. It doesn't rely too heavily on it, um, on the on it being in the 1980s. It's uh, It feels very natural, the whole story. And, and I think that kind of makes it a little bit unique as well, is the fact that, so they only go back in time 18 years which which must be the small smallest amount of time that doctor mm. who's ever kind of gone back into history and and that that feels very short compared to now when we think about where we are now yeah well because we, because that was because there's a there's a line that Pete Pete um he asked Rose doesn't he that goes oh what's what's the future like like that and she goes yeah. well, it's not much different from this really, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And I guess it, it, it yeah it wasn't really no, not really no. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things nothing nothing uh, you know we haven't got flying cars and no. the business it's pretty much as it was yeah the 80s I really like Murray Gold's music in this. It's really simple and and kind of stripped back. You know, he, he, I, I guess because this is series one, and and I guess he, he hasn't quite found that kind of, you know, that level that he kind of gets to with that, you know, the really those anthems, mm. those themes, um, and that sort of bombastic kind of quality that he he kind of gets into, you know, in later later series that he did. So this this feels really small compared to to where he he would get to later in his Doctor Who career kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But but I really like it because of that you know kind of thing. It's it it it's um it, it's almost it's almost quite quite difficult to see that being Murray Gold. I I feel like with uh, and I, and I've spoken about this before, but I feel like with Murray's music, he's I think he's he's pretty spot on in his first few series i think up to series three i think he goes a little bit too far in another direction and then he finds his feet again i think when he gets to when he gets to possibly the the capaldi era um it's very gentle this music Mm. it's very thoughtful it and it, it i think that's the thing and it doesn't feel like he's chucking an entire orchestra at it no because well, there's a lot of it. it it just feels like it's it's just someone tinkling away on on mm. on a piano you know kind of thing yeah mm. and then when things go wrong the kind of the the, the how the music kind of just go kind of, that yeah. kind of yeah it's just it, but it's very gently done you know you, you you could have had like you say you could have had big big orchestral strings yeah. and everything but you don't you it's no. very it's very simple and and actually that's that's reminded me as well because we, we've we've talked quite a while about this episode but we haven't mentioned the uh, the bad guys the the reapers oh yeah of course yeah and I what I think is I mean I mean you know CGI has obviously come in leaps and bounds since two thousand and five so they are very much of of that time but they look they look I, I really like the look of them mm. you know if you could do the reapers now they'd just they would just be really awesome but what what i really like and and it's sort of um the way that the like the first 20 maybe 30 minutes of the story all you're getting is like a a um a pov mm. from the reapers you don't see them um until they appear outside the 
the church you know when yeah. um, when it when it gets the uh the the groom's dad <laughs> but but i think i i really like that when you when doctor who keeps the monster in the background you know mm. we just get little glimpses little peeps you know kind of thing and, yeah. and, I, and I'm, I'm a sucker for a for a monster pov really am. Oh, yeah. I, love, yeah. I love that <laughs> and we don't we don't focus on them too much either they're kind of like you know they're, they're there in the background aren't they're, they and they're, they're not the main part of the story are they? no it's it's about it's about rose and, and her yeah. relationship with her dad you know and kind it, of it's keeping them in that church isn't it you know they're, mm. they're there uh to kind of stop them from from leaving really yeah, it was a plot uh, device really aren't they yeah. you know, kind of thing, rather but they work so well and i do like yeah. the look of them as well they i like yeah. the way they kind of un, kind of unfold out a little bit yeah. you know I, I i like that and how they it's it's almost it's it's more horrific i think when they when they they get the uh, the priest don't they and um and the doctor as well at one point and the the, the father of the uh of the groom and it, you don't see anything you just see them just kind of consumed by, by swallowed. It, you know? yeah yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, the it, almost isn't it you know, yeah kind of it's it's almost it's almost more more horrific seeing uh-huh. that um one final thing about father's day just just a little side thing really i was in the park the other day um and the, a dog walked past uh obviously with its owner and uh <laughs> its owner said uh shouted it and says and <laughs> said Watson, come on, Watson. And ah. do you know how much I wanted to turn around and say, Watson, come here. I need you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> didn't, obviously. But... No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Father's Day. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic story. Okay, so we're going to move on to Sorry, my chair squeaking here. We're going to move on to your next topic, which is one of your favourite books. It's also one of my favourite TV stories as well. Um, and mine. And mine. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I, I always love finding fans of this story. We are going to be talking about the target novelization of Battlefield. I think I'm right in saying this was the last TV story to be being novelised um, in, in that original run of targets. I think it's one five one or something. Yeah. Um, for me, the best target books are those ones that that are those ones that kind of expand on the the what we saw on TV. They're not like a verbatim she said he said kind of kind of thing. Which, as as great as Terence Dix was, a lot of his sort of some of his kind of fell into that kind of um, bracket. Yeah. Whereas. I think towards the end of the range, they were they were managing to get the actual TV authors to to kind of or the TV writers, sorry, to 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 write the novelizations. And um, I think for this choice, I could have picked there there were there were about five I could have picked. So there was there was Battlefield, uh, Remembrance of the Daleks, Curse of Fenric, Dragonfire, the uh, Happiness Patrol, and and I th- and I think I could probably put greatest show in there as well mm. um and and these are all written by well, well battlefield wasn't it was it was obviously written by mark platt rather than ben aranovich mm. kind of thing but um i think that the others they were all written by the the the, the tv writer and they add bits in that were cut out they expand on plots they put in 
backstories into characters we see scenes you know prologues and intermissions and preludes and all this sort of stuff yeah and and I think for me this this was the time that I was kind of really getting into the targets and these you know those those books that I just mentioned really really blew me away and and they still remain you know favorite um books of mine that I am happy to to reread because it was it was funny when when I when um I said I want to do Battlefield uh, the, the target book to to yourself mm-hmm. um the first thing I did is I went to the bookshelf and 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 started reading it and my my wife goes to me she goes you're reading that one again <laughs> what do you mean she goes you're always reading that one. <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, but I like it. I really, really like it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, as, as we just said, I really love Battlefield, the TV version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the extended, uh, you know, version even more. Yeah. Um, but I really, really love the the target book as well. It, it sort of, uh, uh, you know, it's. It, I think it would be would quite comfortably be in my top five Doctor Who books. Wow. Um, I, I I just I just find it such an enjoyable read, and I, and I think what's what's brilliant is the 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 scale. Uh, obviously, I think I think Battlefield. What we saw on TV is very ambitious. Mm. The book is ambitious, but because it's basically the visuals are powered by your imagination you know that imagination can match the ambition of it you know kind of thing yeah and i think what's great is that it doesn't start with two o- oaps in a garden center <laughs> the greatest season opener ever yeah it, um, i think that's a really good choice not to go with that as the start of your book um yeah, so, so I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if you've read it. I know you don't own it, but you want no, to. No, unfortunately, no. I, I don't have it. Um, I've, I've gone through this uh, bit of a, a phase of buying some of the Target novelizations to kind of make up for my sin of giving them all away to an ex-girlfriend's son many, many years ago. All the, co- all the books I did have. So I've kind of, I've been buying some of them. I've been buying mostly some of the sixties, sixties uh, stuff with it yeah. being one of my favorite eras. But um, I, I've kind of, I've got this little bit of a desire to buy the the McCoy books actually. So I've got Curse of Fenric and I've got uh, Remembrance of the Daleks, but I don't have any others. Um, I was looking um, prior to us recording this, I was looking at it on eBay. I think it's about a tenner to buy. So I'm I'm tempted to get it, but again, no, I haven't I haven't read it, so I I can't tell you anything about it. So I'm I'm intrigued. As to... I, don't know, I don't know. I don't want to kind of spoil, spoil it too much. Please. I don't <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about plot or anything because because I think it, 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 <laughs> you'll just enjoy reading it without it being spoiled. But um, what's really good is is that like i say it kind of builds on a lot of 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 what you see on tv and just kind of dials it up to 11 you know kind of thing mm. so like you know we've got um it starts with with arthur and he's um rescued by this by merlin who is a is a red-headed uh future version of of, of the doctor Ah, and, wow. and that's that's kind of how how it starts. But you you get all the all of like I say, you get this expansion, these extra scenes put in it, like like that, that kind of really add to kind of the story. So you you know you get to see Unit as a proper multinational 
organization you know kind of things like Bambera's pulled in from elsewhere in the world so that she can go and sort out this issue in in Carberry you know kind Mm. of thing you get to find out how the Brigadier and Doris um are um you know put together Mm. which and it also dovetails really nicely with that uh, if if not wanting to talk about continuity but um too much but but uh it ties in really nice with what we know from like uh, Maudrian on dead you know with the, mm. the brigadier being a, a, a maths teacher yeah you've got all of these these extra bits where you kind of looking into to the the, the parallel world the, the the other dimension where Mordred and Ansel and the Morgane come from you know because you get these this this vast citadel you get to see scenes of um the the round table but as how Morgane has kind of wow adapted it for her own type of rule because like um the, the the round table was 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 because Arthur wanted everyone to be equal around the table so there was mm. no king and, and his knights it was it, everyone was was the same yeah. whereas M- Morgane doesn't quite rule it that way so she's she's adapted it to kind of suit her <laughs> method of, of rule you know kind of thing you get to see um Mordred in a tavern dr- drunkenly drinking with some of his mates you know kind of thing and yeah it's it's just, it's just you know, brilliant you know from all this this expansion to it I need this book now I need this book <laughs> yeah I have a feeling that by the end of this week which is tomorrow I will be <laughs> I will be purchasing that book off eBay because it sounds like everything that because I I love Battlefield. I absolutely love it and I have always wanted to have a either a sequel to it or I've always wanted some expanded information on it uh, because there's so many fantastic ideas in that in the TV story that to know that it's fleshed out in the book like that is yeah that's a yeah I think I'm going to be buying that <laughs> yeah yeah no it it it, it uh, I think of I think of all my choices tonight this is this is probably the one I would recommend the the most mm. you know if if you've never read it or know nothing about it this is Dan Pin's uh, recommendation for <laughs> for the podcast <laughs> get this get this in your hands and uh, enjoy it, yeah I, I just I, I can't speak highly enough about it kind of thing you know even even you know you get those relationships that are kind of built during the story you know like with Anselin and Bambera I mean, I, I think it's done quite well in the actual story on TV, but but you kind of get more to that kind of weave throughout their 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 sort of journey together, you know, kind of thing. You understand that relationship between uh, Anselin and Mordred as well. Why there's a you know there's a proper dislike, isn't there? You know, kind of yeah. thing to, to say to say the least. You know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. but you that that rivalry and and also um there's a really great bit uh towards the end where you understand uh, you, you understand Anselin's sort of dilemma because on one hand he wants to help he wants to defeat Morgane but on the other hand he's got as a knight he's honor bound by certain principles certain things mm. so like when he's happy to to fight on the side of unit on the side of the doctor and everything like that but he won't betray the people that he was 
comrades with you know when when, when unit or when barriers going you know um have you, you know sort of questioning him about intel you know about what yeah. their dicks will be what you know what's their strength of numbers mm-hmm. um you know he, he he can't betray them but he, he'll fight with them uh, yeah. uh, against them you know so so you kind of you, you, you yeah you just get all, all of this you know background that you know uh, i suppose a four-part Doctor Who's story can't necessarily tell you on on TV because you just haven't got the time, but it, but it kind of just just gives you gives you all of those um, those bits and it you know it, it's just really really amazing and and then you get things added back into it so um, because it's a it's a particular favourite of mine I've read a lot about Battlefield and the making of it and and like the Destroyer is probably one of the most amazing things that have special effects that have oh, ever yeah. come out of Doctor Who. It's insanely good. But um it wasn't it didn't necessarily um Ben Aranovich initially wanted him to be human. Oh. So that he would he'd be like in a you know like um bit of a yuppie I suppose in a, a pinstripe suit. Oh right okay with black hair. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of this sort of thing. Uh, that that's how he's he's introduced into the story as this in in chains in silver chains, um, and then uh, and then over time he was he was meant to kind of morph into the the, the creature that we actually see on on the TV, and of course that's that's how it's described in the actual book that you've got this this change you know kind of thing, and I think even he's got like a a blue uh, tint to his 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 complexion to his skin you know oh, wow. kind of thing. it's just this, and then he, he eventually changes into the you know the the horned blue guy that we 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 know and love you know kind yeah. of thing. so you wow. know there's all these 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 lovely bits but um the interesting thing is that at the heart of the story it's the doctor coming to terms with his future so so obviously the events that are taking place have been caused by his future self mm-hmm. which is everyone else's past but um he he's trying to come to terms with the fact that it, it's really brought home that he will regenerate at some point in the future oh, so he proceeds to be the seventh doctor yeah and it, him trying to come to terms with that and and still trying to save the day so you know i, I think that's it it's it's weaved all the way throughout the book as, as he he his resistance to to be merlin but there's an inevitability that he'll have to be merlin and that means that he will cease to be the seventh doctor at some point and become this 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 ginger doctor that that wow. masquerades as merlin so th- there's just just so much in it to to enjoy oh. so much detail to love you know and it's just a brilliant book i need it i need it now <laughs> do we do we know why it was written by mark platt though do we was there a reason behind that i'm, not, I'm not sure but i think ben aranovich has got a a, a checkered history hasn't he with um, yeah <laughs> his, um his his uh his virgin uh new adventure wasn't it um so viola sin yes um was was late yeah uh, and then had to be finished off by by is it Kate Kate, Kate Orman Kate Orman yeah 
um so yeah but i i, I don't know the the story behind that but mm. uh, I, I know that he he made a couple of attempts to to write it and then handed it over to mark oh, but I, really I, I don't know what, i don't know the reason why he, he was unable to see it through that's but. really interesting though it's uh interesting how uh you know well i suppose Terence Dix did it all the time. I suppose Ian Martyr did it all the time. You know, other other writers come in and and novelize the the TV stories. But I think I think you're right with the target books that the the better ones are the ones that flesh out the stories. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've uh, I've recently read The Invasion, and it's a good book, but it's just a retelling, and it's there's nothing much in there other than I think Packer calling the Doctor a at one yes, point I remember the swears. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Ian, it's Ian Martyr I believe he does it with um, with uh, Enemy of the World as well at some point in, yeah. in there there's a there's yeah. a swear word in there too but yeah the the, the ones that the stories that that expand the books that expand upon what you see on screen are the, are the ones that I that I'm always drawn to mm. so I, I you know Curse of Fenric and Remembrance were fantastic I did even I think the chase wasn't too bad either because that was written by John Peel and I believe yeah. that was expanded quite significantly. I don't have it anymore though, so I can't check. Yeah, there's 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 definitely there's definitely a number of number of the books out there that I'd like to pick I, up I, and read. I, I think that that's the the, the great thing about um, those uh, Seventh Doctor target books that they're only it feels like there's only a couple that are direct retellings of, of what we saw on tv and, and um the, the the that one one of them's time in the rani which is obviously one that both andrew cartmel and the director andrew morgan tend to want to distance themselves from anyhow <laughs> <laughs> um and then um oddly enough silver nemesis uh it, it's oh, really it, there's nothing added to it whatsoever which is a real shame because because like yourself i i i i'm, I'm rather fond of silver nemesis but but um yeah it's it's very much screen to page straight up transfer really you know kind of thing it's, yeah where, it's... whereas most most of the other ones i mean there's some there's some really interesting bits in um the happiness patrol you see more more of the planet like factories and stuff where the the killjoys come from to protest mm. you know and and all that sort of stuff so there's there's much more world build, building with, with that one yeah, there's there's some good stuff in Dragonfire as well about some of the the people that have become Kane's army. Mm. What have you? Yeah, you know, and um, I think, like I say, I was tempted to choose Benaratovich's other adventure, the the Remembrance of the Daleks, because mm. again, that's that's another one where he's added in all those those bits of of, of Gallifrey, you know, with with Omega and Rassilon yeah. and the other and all that sort of stuff. So. Uh, you know, it's another really, really good one where it's it's got all these you know nice bits added in for flesh it out, like you say. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Um, I I still think, and I I will keep I'll keep pushing this, even though it's 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 not going to happen because uh, 1989 was a long time ago. But um, I still love the idea of a season 27 Earth based with a with a regular team of Bambera, Anselin, the Brigadier turning up every now and again. Uh, mm. Nick Courtney and having it based on Earth uh, a little bit like the third Doctor's Exile with the seventh Doctor and Ace in it and uh, working in some kind of unit lab and having to deal with threats on Earth and I feel that could have been the way that the series would have gone in 
in the 90s uh, if it had carried on. Yeah. Uh, and I'm tempted to to write the stories myself, actually. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, yeah, I'd read them. I'll definitely I'll read them. <laughs> four target-length stories as a season 27 with Ansel and Bambera and that whole cast. Um, I'd have to I'd have to pay for the rights from Aaron though because he also came up with some of those ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could do it, you know, a joint joint thing, you know. Yeah, could do. Co written, co written by. Yeah, but I love I love um, Bambera and Ansel, and I oh, they're fantastic characters. Yeah, I I I mean I I haven't uh, done many Doctor Who conventions, but Bambera or, or Angela Bruce, shall I say? Yeah, she's she's high on my list of people I would dearly love to meet. Great character, played yeah. so. And also, I mean, she appears in like not just Doctor Who, but Only Fools and Horses, yeah. Red Dwarf. <laughs> I mean, blimey, that's that's a. But by my book, that's a cracking CV. That is, you know, kind absolutely, of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, to to the point where um, uh, we we named one of our house rabbits after after Bambera. Oh so really? Yeah, uh, we got Winnie. Um, oh, <laughs> full name, full name Brigadier Winifred Bambera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool because I know um, I know Dave Dave Rennie met met um, Angela Brewston. He at, oh uh, did he? A convention in Sheffield. I can't remember what it's called. Is it Galaxy? I want to say Galaxy Four, but I'm not sure. But um, I need to get myself out to some conventions. I think because I'm. Uh... Um, I see how much fun everybody has, and yeah. uh, there's a there's a nice little uh, the little nice little community that's 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 been built up over Twitter over the over the last couple of years. I think. Um, yeah, it's, it is brilliant. You know, yeah. I think you know personally coming from like I say from that sort of environment where I probably was <laughs> not not the only gay in the village, but the only the only Doctor Who van in the, <laughs> in the village. It's great to have these like minded people that mm. yes, I, I've not physically met them on on you know but but uh, you know they, they i consider them twitter friends you yeah know. when you when you can you know i i, I find i can connect to uh, to people i've met on twitter a lot more closely than i can with people in my real life you know we've i've been through some difficult times over the last couple of years and there's been people there that i've always been able to turn to and and who have certain people who who are always jumping into my inbox to say I'm here if you need to talk, and it's so nice to to know that there are people out there. And so it is a little bit, little bit sad that uh, sometimes we don't feel that we can talk to the people who are actually exist around us. Yeah. But at least we do have that sort of support. That support, yeah, yeah, it's lovely. Okay, so we're going to move on to your final topic uh, for this for this. Uh, for this particular session <laughs> um and uh i believe it's uh, involving uh the listeners won't be able to see but i believe it's involving this gentleman here who uh I, i've recently purchased from a wonderful shop called bnm <laughs> i've got one as well oh you've got one too <laughs> so uh what what are we um what are we discussing in this section it's my favorite dalek um, so I, I think that's the thing da down through the years we've had, I mean, it's an iconic design and we've had so many, uh, different ones. Uh, like I, I know one of, uh, one of your other, um, guys on, on the podcast was saying about the, um, 
the movie Daleks, you know, kind mm. of, you know, how, how you know, the, the colour and everything and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I'm again, I'm, I'm going back <laughs> to, to my childhood. I'm going back to the Sylvester McCoy uh, era going um and it yeah it's it's uh it's it, it's surprisingly it's not the special weapons dalek which i, I know is a, is a particular favorite of quite a few people mm-hmm. it's it's the the dalek supreme um from from remembrance of the daleks i don't really know why but the that black and silver i i don't know it just it just kind of it does it for me it really <laughs> does as, as daleks go and I, and I think obviously that I mean it's another one of those great stories, and and I think there's there's a certain amount of horror and fascination that's kind of linked to him because the fact that he's 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 linked up to that to the schoolgirl that's part of the battle computer. Mm-hmm. I mean it's horrific, isn't it? That that. Yeah. They, they would do, do. I mean, we said earlier when we we're talking about Father's Day, we don't like things with where, where where children are kind of, yeah, mistreated, and and it, it's just horrible to think that they would take this sweet innocent little girl, and and just plug them into plug them into their their battle computers to, to get. It's an that. awful awful idea, isn't it? But but it also kind of fascinated me as a child. You know, kind of thing. What would it be like to be? Uh, a part of the Daleks, but not a Dalek. You know, mm. kind of I, I don't know why it was just, just one of those weird things that kind of, yeah, just pops into your head, doesn't it? As a, as, a, as a child, <laughs> <laughs> as, as a strange <laughs> little child. Um, but yeah, we, we've all we've all been there. We've all been there. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it just, and I, I, I think like also one of the things is like you know when you when you look at the other Daleks in that story. So, like I say, you've got the the special weapon Dalek, which is awesome, but it's 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 all dirty, isn't it, and and mm-hmm. stained and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The the other renegade Daleks, they're all quite matte, aren't they? The 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 you know, there's no shine to them like we. No. Would from from Daleks and and I think like w- with the Imperials obviously you've got the the shiny gold but the the white's quite matte as well isn't yes it? it is yeah whereas whereas you know the the, the, the Dalek Supreme it, it's it's just it's so glossy mm. so much sheen to it you know kind yeah of. I've, I've actually put <laughs> I put on my uh, on my on my notes shiny and silver yeah yeah <laughs> that's no, what that, it them up so well <laughs> <laughs> It's just stuck with me through my childhood because I don't, I don't know if you remember, I was only aware of them because they used to advertise in Doctor Who magazine, but there was a, a company called Daypole that used yes. to do pretty rubbish um, yeah. Dalek toys or, or Doctor Who toys, you know, kind of thing where, you know, like uh, Davros had two arms, for instance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, canine was green. Yeah. Um, no, no scarf with the fourth doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so all of these inaccuracies, you know, kind of thing. But but they did like a range of Daleks that were, they were pretty good. So nowhere, you know, like I say, because I lived in the, the back of Beyond in Devon, <laughs> there was nowhere that, that sold these these toys. They, they, they So to me, they were just these, these mythical things. Mm. And then I remember my mum and dad took us as a family to to Longleat, 
So this is this is back in the day when when Longleat still had like a a, Do- a Doctor Who exhibition there sort of thing. So mm-hmm. the, the whole of the family were going to see the Lions of Longleat. There was me going to see the Doctor in the TARDIS. I, I, could, I could... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. These lines are a bit boring. Let's let's go to the Daleks, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And it had a fantastic shop that basically had everything that a young boy that liked Doctor Who could ever desire. I, I, yeah, so so obviously took my time going through the exhibition, you know, kind of probably more time than 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 is natural. But then I, I don't know about you. Did you ever go to the Doctor Who experience in Cardiff? No, I didn't actually. You know, and I and I was speaking about this with uh, with Rod on the um, a couple of episodes before this one that um, I never got chance to go. I I, I just regret it. I really do regret not going. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to go like a handful of times, sort of thing. So bless her, my wife would come with me. M- my son would as well because he he really loves Doctor Who as well. So I've brought him up proper. You oh, know, good, done. good, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. Um, so so obviously there was all the interactive bit where where you kind of t- sort of tied into it kind of thing and then you would go through all of the displays of all the monsters and the costumes and all that sort of stuff and yeah me me and my son we could spend two hours in there to the point where where my wife would just go yeah I'm done now I'm <laughs> gonna go back into Cardiff city centre and do some shopping just take your time let me yeah, <laughs> ring me when you're ready <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i was like this in this this uh longly exhibition i i could be in there for hours but it, it was tiny compared to what they they had at cardiff but anyhow got to the the shop at the end of it kind of thing and and there's all of these things of course there's these daypole dalek toys and they've got my favorite the dalek supreme there he's 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 there pride of place and i'm like yeah that that's what i'm having i'm having one of those and i remember my mum Although my dad, my dad hated science fiction. My mum loved, loved it, mm. loved Doctor Who. Big Tom v- Baker fan. She was also very keen on Egyptology as well. So they had the VHS of Pyramids of Mars, which I, I didn't have in my collection, kind of thing. Mm. And my mum was trying to convince me that to, I, I had enough for one, not both. And my mum tried. To, all she could to convince me to get this VHS of Pyramids of Mars. But I was adamant that I was having this Dalek toy. And uh, in the end, <laughs> I, I, I won through and, and I bought the I bought the, 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 the Dalek toy. Oh, um, wow. So it was the only one I ever had as a child. Uh, and and I, I played with it so much that the the silver wore away because it, it was just. Yeah, they, yeah they would flake off, wouldn't they? Um, so so it, it quickly became black not silver and black yeah. <laughs> uh, to the point where i i did try to repair it with um you know airfix model paints i got a silver one and tried to you know kind did of exactly that. the same thing <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah it yeah. didn't last very long um yeah, it, it was just and, and that was purely from the fact that i just loved this this one dalek from that story i mean i love the story it was brilliant it, mm. it, it was, i think it was probably the story that kind of cemented my my love of 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 televised Doctor Who, mm. um, seeing that on on broadcast, but yeah, I, I I don't know why, but but that that black and silver Dalek from from there just it just really resonated with me. I want you know I love that one, 
even to this day. So, so yeah, when, it's fantastic, isn't it? When you know, character brought out the the B and M ones, you know, this this month. Yeah, uh, I, I basically tracked around all of the uh, <laughs> all of the B and Ms in uh, the West Midlands to to to, <laughs> to find this remembrance of the Dalek set, so I could have could have one again because <laughs> this um, this Depo one, uh, I don't know what happened to it, but I haven't got it anymore. You know. No. But, I, I had a few. I had a few of the Daypole ones, and uh, uh, because my my dad was a Doctor Who fan, so he would just buy uh, Doctor Who stuff. So I was like, nice. oh, "Okay, yeah, that's nice, nice. Yeah. yeah." Yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, so we we so we had a few of them, and we had the um, is it Lewis Mark Starlicks as well? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, the where they they did the 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 the, the strange ones that are kind of cone shaped that they used in um, uh, Planet of the Daleks for the yeah. for the big scene in the ice cave. So yeah, I um I I tra- I tracked I tracked mine down in B and M. Well, I, I was in there every single day waiting for him to to come in, and there he was. I'm a little bit I'm and and I was surprised that actually I was expecting him to be uh, a, a matte finish on him, um, but he is shiny as well. So oh, I was I was surprised yeah. that he was shiny. Glad he is shiny. The only thing I'm slightly disappointed is is his eye stalks a bit wonky. The the plunger on mine's a little bit bent, but but I, I I've been told you can gently heat it up to to but i'm a, i'm a little bit hesitant mm, yeah i'm the same i'm the same i don't That's know if you saw <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't know if you saw that it might have been the same post that you saw it was um it was a uh, mestor the magnificent who said to put the eye stalk in boiling water um and it resets the molecules i don't know whether i'd risk that i don't know i keep trying to i keep trying to bend his eyes i stop back in place but i've got this fear of it snapping as well yes. so yeah. so i kind of but no he he fi- he feels like um the final version of the black dalek because we've had black daleks throughout the series haven't we so we we had the the black one in um well we had the saucer commander the black and silver one in in daleks the dalek invasion of earth mm-hmm. yeah. and then we had the the black one and with the blue spots and then we went to in resurrection. We had the black one with the white spots. Yeah. Um, but this version, this this supreme from Remembrance, just feels like it's the this is the this is the best design, and they finally reached that point of perfecting the black Dalek. I think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can I can absolutely see, and and I think he stands out amongst the rest of them as well because, you know, I mean, I've I've never been a massive fan of the grey Daleks, although I, I'm appreciating them a lot more now, and I think that's because because character options releasing so many of them, I'm yeah. seeing the different variations of grey, but I think in the series at the time, the grey ones have been in it for for so long that he yeah. he stands out. This the the, the supreme, he just. You know, finally something. Yeah, okay, we got something different with the white Daleks as well. But he just looks like a, a proper unit, doesn't he? He looks badass, doesn't he? Does. Whereas, whereas the the white and gold, it, I know, like I say, it's a, it's a it's a brilliant uh, rethinking of 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 what a you know a Dalek should be coloured. You know, kind mm. of. That's, that's not very good English, but um, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can, you know, but but you know, like you say, when you go from the grey, then you've got the white and the gold. But he just he just stands out uh, amongst yeah. all of them, doesn't he? You know, and he looks really good as well. He doesn't look shoddy. He doesn't look like he's shoddily made. He looks. I don't know because there's some some very um, in depth, fascinating websites out there and YouTube videos that tracks the. That which Daleks were 
morphed into that Dalek and which bits of Daleks were used to create mm-hmm. these other Daleks. And so somebody more cleverer than me can probably track where it came from, whether it was a new prop or whether it was a recycled prop or not. But it feels, it looks really solid and it doesn't look flimsy like it's mm-hmm. about to you know its dome's about to wobble off or anything like <laughs> yeah. that you know so <laughs> see at the end of remembrance of the daleks he uh he's he's destroyed isn't he um mm. however i've got it on good authority that he, he wasn't destroyed um he actually belongs to the dobson family now in on twitter oh yes <laughs> and yeah. his name is colin, colin yeah <laughs> i i just uh, i love their i love their uh their twitter account uh the dobson family always uh taking photos with their supreme dalek i uh, just I'm so jealous i want him but uh, yeah, yeah the, the little lad with his uh his egg whisk and sink plunger yeah, as well. It's just fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we didn't get, I don't know if you've got a, a version of the, there was the Dalek Supreme in Resurrection, wasn't there, with the white spots? I don't know yeah. if you've got one of him, but. No, um, I, um, when they, because they kind of released those in four packs, didn't they? Roughly mm. around the time of the 50th. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just, I, I didn't have the funds to be able to kind of no. justify buying that that sort of stuff i wish i had but you know because they they go for an arm and a leg on um, ebay don't they oh, no i was i was a little gutted that bnm didn't release him and i was a bit gutted that they didn't release the special weapons dalek either mm. um because i don't have him yeah it is what it is we can't complain can we <laughs> no no i mean uh, I, I mean it always it always baffles me these people going on about that um they think oh, it's a poor show what character and bnm are doing and all that sort of thing you think what but yeah. they're the only ones producing Doctor Who toys mm-hmm. of, of any shape, form, or fashion. And B&M are the only people that are actually bothering to sell them, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And it's like, you know, they're kind of keeping it going, keeping it alive, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And yeah, uh, the people should be grateful for this. It's oh. like you, you can either have this or you can have nothing. Yeah. You know? And at the end of the day, we're getting a hell of a lot. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a budget, a budget store, budget line. But you know, uh, character and is it Al Dewar? Is it the the, the guy that that? Yeah, I th- yeah, I think so. Yeah, line mm-hmm. does amazing things. You know, mm. kind of thing with such a you know limited resources. You know, yeah, what we get is incredible. I I I've only collected the Daleks, and I've got a few Doctor figures as well. So I've only ever been collecting the Daleks just because of you know again budget reasons. You know, I can't I can't buy everything. We we live in we live in a world where we can we can have Colin Baker in his costume from the Ultimate Adventure as yeah. a figure. Yeah, we should definitely be grateful for for what we get. It's the yeah. the, the only one I regret. No, no, I don't regret, but I, no, I regret. I, I posted it on Twitter today. Actually, I didn't get the 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 blue. Was it the Dalek Time Controller that they'd released with the Paul McGann figure? Um, it was tied in with Big Finish. It was a few years ago now, but I, it's blue. It was a new series Dalek. It was blue with a silver head, and I didn't get that, and I really regret it. So I've put some of them in the attic because I haven't got enough <laughs> space. <to> <laughs> I'm not sure if I got that one myself, to be honest. They, they released it. The one with Paul McGann was in like a, a leather jacket almost. Yeah. Like, I think I may have got that one. Yeah, because they did they did two at the time. I think they did that one, McGann and the Blue Dalek, and they did the War Doctor and uh, a, Dal- a bronze Dalek with a silver head. And I wanted a War Doctor figure. 
and I could only afford one set at the time, so I had okay, to get so the War Doctor. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. now I, I wish I'd gone for the the Blue Dalek. But you know, we live yeah. and learn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay, Dan. Well, that brings us to the end of your uh, selections, and uh, I just need to ask: uh, Have you enjoyed yourself? I've had a marvelous time. It's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for uh, having me. Uh, oh, you no. know, be part of this wonderful podcast. Oh well, I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad you've enjoyed yourself tonight. I've really enjoyed talking to you as well. And again, it's just fantastic being able to talk to Doctor Who fans. Uh, you know, have a laugh and just just talk about Doctor Who. That's 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 what we're here for, isn't it? What, so, what could be better? What could exactly. be better? Exactly. And I, and I hope. <laughs> I hope I'll be able to entice you back on as well oh, in yeah. the future. Sure, I'll be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just ask, and I'll be here. <laughs> put, put together another list, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, where can people find you online and on yeah, the socials? Um, yeah, so ma- mainly on on Twitter, um, and I think, uh, yeah, I'm at Devon Down Zero Three. I think if if people want to want to find me, I do. From time to time, I do put illustrations that I've done, mainly Doctor Who ones on there, but mm-hmm. um, and I do post about Doctor Who books that I've I've bought as well, sort of thing. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm I'm reasonably active on there. So go check out Dan, and uh, I'll tag you in the podcast when I post it anyway. So people will be able to find you via via the podcast if uh, if they haven't uh, memorized your or written down your yeah Twitter handle. So <laughs> okay, so I will be back next week with another guest if anybody wants to appear on the show please uh, dm me or comment on the, this post or any post really uh, i am slowly w- making my way around people so uh, i will get to those who have already expressed interest in appearing on the show but for now please uh, enjoy the rest of your day the rest of your night the rest of your week whenever you're listening to this and uh, it just leaves me to say goodbye to you Dan goodbye thank you Jim (laughs) (laughs) just goodbye from him (laughs) it's goodbye from me and uh, I will see you again soon thank you very much and uh, goodbye goodbye